you know? <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> so we, I, I got, we got kicked out of my house. She's closing some doors here. Got kicked out of my house. So Andrew's been so nice to let me have use her house today. <laughs> Absolutely. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Good. Thank you so much for being so patient. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I, I'm very happy that we're able to do it and that uh, here we are. It's nice to finally meet you in person. It's nice to finally meet you too. <laughs> uh, I feel like we know each other already. but Right? Um, <laughs> but I think you get to know somebody uh, quite a bit when you read one of their books. Yeah, absolutely. This is Andrea. Hi, sorry. Hi, Andrea. <laughs> um, yes, I know. I and mean, I really enjoyed yours. I, it's so funny. You're so funny. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's a it's an interesting industry I'm in. I'll tell you. Isn't that. it right? Oh yeah, it it's it's been a it's been an absolute education the the entire way uh, from getting started. I know getting started with mine uh, to now. Just just there's so much more to it than anybody would ever imagine. You try to explain it, and they just are like, really? <laughs> well, I, I I will tell you that um, the difference between the apparel industry and the publishing industry could not be more stark. Yeah. And it is a real challenge to um, adapt to it, to be honest. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole marketing piece that you almost need to understand. You almost need to be a marketer, go to school and, and do marketing to understand yes. how all of these different systems work because there's so much to it. And there's well, always something new coming up. Yeah. Like a new platform, a new system. Uh, yeah. That's why Andrea has been such a godsend. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, in, in my world, it is a very fast-paced industry. Yeah. And uh, the publishing industry is like swimming in jello. Yeah. I mean, everything is so slow and takes yeah. so long. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the marketing part, uh, it is not a benefit to be a salesperson and go into marketing. One does not help you with the other. It is um, a challenge, honestly, because yeah. in my world, I get the order. We also, should. marketing is done totally differently now, you know, uh, than traditional marketing. You know, everything is online. Uh, you need yeah. to know about traffic. You need to know about target audience. You need to know about all, all these things. You need to speak people's language. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I think that that, Andrea, is, is one of the biggest challenges for somebody like me who... Well, even, is, even me, like TikTok, I, I'm still trying to figure that one out because yeah. I'm not into... I like watching stuff yeah. rather than doing yeah. that. Well, prior to um, being uh, involved in publishing, I've got to be honest with you, I was not anybody that had any interest whatsoever in social media. I mean, just between us girls, I think that Twitter is the silliest thing on this planet. <laughs> um, and uh, I can't believe that I actually retweet some of the things that I do for other authors. Oh, I know. I know. And say to myself, what a dumb shit you are. What are you <laughs> No, I agree, because I mean, what's the point? You know, the point is for your reader to see and not, you know, the authors to retweet each other is yeah, Twitter's been the hardest one for me as well, just because, you know, it's like, 
why why does anybody care what I'm doing at you know? <laughs> oh my God, yes. Yeah. You know, it's so funny that you should say that, Jim, because when over and over and over again you hear, you know, that the authors, you know, have to get out there and tell about their personal lives. Readers want to know about it. I'm a big reader. I don't give a damn whether Jenny Bonovich eats pizza or she doesn't. Yeah, it does not bother me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's my thing too, is like, you know, I, cause I look at things the way that I like them. And then I'm like, okay, you know, like what she was saying uh, before was she was saying, Jenny, you need to go out there and do some of these other mediums. And I was like, I have, I would never, I mean, I love Nora Roberts. I love Diana Gabaldon. I, I love, I don't sit there and watch them and I don't care what they say on Twitter. Thank you. Stuff, oh my I mean, God. You are my, you have just validated everything I have <laughs> said. Because I say to my husband and son, and I don't get it, why the hell would anybody care one whit whether I live in the desert or I live in the, <laughs> live on a houseboat anymore or whether I really drive a pink Mustang convertible? Why would they care? <laughs> yeah. I'm just Holly well, Susie, apparently you know. people have nothing to do. But a lot, yeah, that's true. So I mean the things that people choose to care about is is always a mystery to me. But you know, you know, it is what it is. But uh the one thing that um I do like and I do think is helpful is the website. I you know, because we are I am my my world is the heaven and earth world. It's a yes. it's a great okay. So um I really love the website because it does have kind of like this whole visual display of what the the series and the stuff's about, which is more, I guess, when you think about it, is more about the series. So it's not sure. maybe that's the reason why. Oh, yeah, but I don't think Holly, oh, Holly, right? Can I call you Holly or should I call you Susie? <laughs> I don't think Holly knows about the Heaven and Earth series website. Oh, oh. When, when I um, originally wrote my first story, I, I probably shouldn't have called the main character Holly and just kept Holly Schwartz, but it seemed a little weird, so I changed it, but I had to put a, a name that I could remember. Yeah. So <laughs> Susan is my middle name, and Black is the English translation from the German for Schwartz. So I had a real good chance that oh, maybe I, I could that. remember it. Because if you called me Susie on the street, I'd look around. Who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I actually, um, I'm really into genealogy and all of that. And uh, and so when I you look at those kinds of things, my, my family came, um, but the Rudy side of my family came uh, from Germany and it was Rudolfsson and it was, you know, uh, this whole thing. And then, um, but there's a huge Swedish component to my family too. And so, you know, you have, they're Swedish. Yeah, oh, uh, like Pearson. And, yeah, and they, and I didn't realize about the last name thing was that they take the man's first name and they add son to it and, mm -hmm. you know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I find that really intriguing when you have the translations and stuff. And Andrea's from Romania, so it's always kind of fun to learn about languages and how that all works. And so... We, we have some, Andrew, we have some relatives that were from what they call White Russia, which is really Romania. Oh. Um, but I love stories about families. I mean, yeah. my, my great grandparents on my mother's side uh, came from Poland. Oh. And, and uh, it, it's a really interesting story. My great grandmother was 
gorgeous. I don't, I've only seen pictures. You know, when I met her, she was in a chenille bathrobe and had boobs down to her ankles. And <laughs> very old. But at the time, she looked like Sophia Loren. Oh, and, and she convinced her family not to give her a, um, a planned marriage. She wanted to marry the love of her life. Well, we're Jewish and there were a lot of pogroms and he never showed up for the wedding and they think he was killed. Ooh. So now my great grandmother is like tainted, right? But the guy that she was supposed to be married to was my great grandfather and he was a catch because he had a, a profession, he was a tailor. So they got married and things got very bad in Warsaw for the Jews. So he got to England and he got a job in Birmingham sewing the uniforms for the coal miners. Cool. He saves his money. This is, this is the part where people have told me I should write this as a book. It's, I'm already thinking that, yeah. My, my great-grandmother um, gets money from him and it's now time for her to join him. So it's midnight, a, a night where there's no moon. Guy knocks at the door and she says goodbye to her family. She has a knapsack. She's got three changes of clothes. She's got two uh, um, candlestick holders that were her parents' wedding gift to them. And one picture of her family. That's it. They say goodbye, ostensibly forever. They go to the Warsaw River. She gets on the guy's back. And he swims her across the river because it's a very swift current and you could drown if you, do, if you don't know what you're doing. Three months, she is passed along through the Jewish underground, through the forest, traveled during the night, slept in the forest during the day, and gets to Marseille, takes a boat across the English Channel, and my great-grandfather is there to meet her. Wow. So... They're in England. My grandmother and her next youngest sister um, were born there. And they decided to come to the United States because they both had siblings there, but yeah. not in New York and Boston. So they get to um, Ellis Island and my grandmother has pink eye. Now she should have been sent back and I don't know why she wasn't, but they put her like in isolation with my family. And comes time where they're going to, you know, the guy's going to stamp the card. And their last name was H-A-R-P-F, Harpf. Guy doesn't pronounce it right. He says, okay, Mr. Hart. My oh. great-grandfather was too afraid to correct him. He says, yes, yes sir, Hart. <laughs> <laughs> so I say, I love stories. I, to me, yeah. to have somebody who's German and Swedish, and you, you really want to know, how do these people get together? I love yeah. this stuff. I, I totally, I totally, totally agree because I, my, my stories are very similar to that. I, they are. On my, my mom's side of the family and it's, um, and those stories, I mean, you know, we live our life and we do our thing here, but my God, did those people live? I mean, you know, those people, okay, they, the way that they, they came to America and the way they found each other and those yes. really turbulent times, um, I mean, just, you know, Great War and World War II and, and you know, you know, all and the I mean, just all of it. It just is so to me that generation, that group of people, yes. they're just absolute. I mean, they deserve their everyone deserves their own story because that's an incredible story right there. Well, it's interesting. If you if if you had ever met my mother's father, he was a little short guy. 
And he was like one of the first health nuts. He, he never drank coffee or had tea, he didn't smoke. I mean, he played handball, he was an ice skater. And you would never know that this guy quietly helped supply the Warsaw ghetto with guns. Oh my gosh. He, wow. was, he was like the president of his synagogue. Yeah. And he was a big deal. Well, he was in the children's apparel business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in those days, the Jewish mafia really was very involved in that. Yeah. So he got all the other presidents of the synagogues to collect money. And he went to the Jewish mafia because he did business with them and said, here, buy guns and get them there. They need this. And they did. They took the guns. They didn't ship them out of the New York Harbor. They went to the New Jersey port because they controlled that. And they got the guns to the Warsaw Ghetto. Can you imagine? I can't, I can't even imagine. I no. gave me little chills when you said that. That's just so, I mean, you know, talk about somebody having an impressive life and, and you know, the, the, the saying, and I'm going to butcher it, but the saying of you help one like you help the world entire. I mean, that, yes. that's, that's yes. oh, oh my gosh, just that, what a hero. <laughs> Incredible. And, and honestly, if you met him, he was soft-spoken. I don't ever remember him swearing. Mm -hmm. He did have one little thing, though. My sister and I are the only two left-handed people in the family. Oh. <laughs> and, and he was one of those people that there was something wrong with you if you were not right-handed. Oh, no. So he used to pay us a nickel to draw circles with our right hand. I have oh. a really good circle with my right hand. Other than that, it holds my watch and balances me out with my briefcase and my purse, and that's it. But, uh, so you, you live in Seattle, yes? Uh, I kind of live about an hour north of Seattle. Oh. I'm in a little tiny town called Stanwood. Um, and uh, I spend half my time there, and then we have a boat, and we spend the I know, half I know. up there. I love it. I, it just, it's so peaceful and wonderful, and in the last year and a half with the pandemic and everything, it's been just a godsend, so of course. Um, we've been, we've been really enjoying that, and uh, yeah, so we, we, we love it up here, and we've had a really unseasonably warm no summer. Kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. 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 Wendy Kendall and I had quite a conversation about that. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, we, we did one of these Zoom things during your heat wave, and she's like fanning herself. Yeah. Like, you know, it was horrible. Oh, it was awful. Now, I live in the desert, so, yeah. um, you know. Uh, yeah, and you're just, used to you're used to that. Your roads are used to that, and, you oh, know, yeah. we, I mean, air conditioners. The buckled, didn't they? The I-5 had a... They yeah, it did. It, it, did. It, it was failing because we just don't have weather like that. And no. very few people here have air conditioning. Um, and so it's uh, just because it never gets that hot. So um, so it was actually very dangerous for a lot of our elderly and a lot of, you know, people sure. just in general, because you could not have air conditioning in the first two days. We finally got one yeah. <laughs> right yeah. in the middle of the house. But uh, that first day when it got really hot, I had 102 degrees fever. From the heat. Oh, just wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. My temperature went up, and then yeah. I was getting headaches. And um, you know, they say that if you drink hot liquids, it cools you off. I'm here to tell you, I don't believe it because it, oh. <laughs> it was so horrible. It was so horrible yeah. that they. I keep trying it, 
but uh, no. Yeah. Well, right now we're having a sweater weather. It's it's uh, double digits. It's not it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say you've been like up in the hundred and fifteens and I mean yeah. it's been well, hot. It's been very unusual here. Uh, we, yeah. we started out as um, uh, just weekenders. Yeah. And uh, we've been here full time quite a. Uh, Quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. I have never gotten used to the summers. This is seven months of heaven and five months of, oh my God, whose stupid idea was that? <laughs> and it was mine, so I can't really crab too much. But yeah. um, but uh, Halloween is the celestial light switch where the oh. next day it is normally gorgeous. Now, last year it was hot here until Thanksgiving, but, uh, but normally when it changes it's glorious no oh, i love it and and you tend to forget about august yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we typically it's typically cooler here you know we have a lot of rain and stuff we have our yes. really rainy seasons you know in this in the spring and in sure. the fall and uh my husband and i my, my mother-in-law passed away so um we she had a place in uh, panama city beach that the that the kids are all now going to take over and um we're, we were just talking about how we might we might actually snowbird uh, a month or so up in, uh, you know, maybe the month of November or October to November or something. Have um, you been there before? Oh, yes. Love it. Okay. Have you, you been there? It? It's like, uh, it's, it's not warm there, right? You know it's, that, right? Uh, Panama City Beach, Florida is, it, in the summer, it's very oh, hot. No, no, no. I mean in November. Oh, no. Yeah, that's typically when we go for, it's usually over our anniversary and we go for a right. couple of weeks and there's a lot of thunder and lightning and it's a lot like home, but it is a little, it's warmer oh, than it's, here. Oh, it's much warmer than where yeah. you are. <laughs> so, but, yeah. I, I only know this because my parents lived in Florida. They lived in South Florida for many okay. years. But when I started my career, I worked for my dad. Oh. And uh, it was by accident. Uh, I had no interest in the apparel industry whatsoever, but I had graduated from college and I was visiting my parents uh, thinking I would be going to graduate school. And uh, the phone rings, my mom's in the showers, get the phone, okay. <laughs> so it's my dad and he's at the Atlanta trade show and oh. his mother was ill in Cleveland and he had to go. And none of his bosses could come to cover for him. And he says, Holly, I... I okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for Jenny's Tattletales today. I hope you have an absolutely splendid day. And I want to really thank you for joining me. And I hope to hear from you and see you next time.